Chapter Thirty Three of Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joe Sela. Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume One, edited by Thomas Lansing Masson. Natural and Unnatural Aristocrats, written by Henry W. Shaw, A.K.A. Josh Billings. Nature finishes all the noblemen we have. She holds a patent. Pedigree has no more to do in making a man actually greater than he is than a peacock's feather in his hat has in making him actually taller. This is a hard fact for some to learn. This mundane earth is thick with male and female ones who think they are great because their ancestors was lucky in the soap or tobacco trade, and although the soap has run out some time since, they try to fool themselves and other folks with the suds. Soap suds is a precarious bubble. There ain't nothing so thin on the ribs as soap suds aristocrat. When the world stands in need of an aristocrat, nature pitches one into it and furnishes him papers without any flaw in them. Aristocracy can't be transmitted. Nature says so in the papers. Titles are a plan got up by humans to assist nature in promulgating aristocracy. Titles ain't of any more real use or necessity than dog collars are. I have seen dog collars that cost three dollars on dogs that weren't worth, in any market, over eighty-seven and a half cents. This is a great waste of collar and a great damage to the dog. Nature don't put but one ingredient into her kind of aristocracy, and that is virtue. She wets up the virtues sometimes with a little pepper sass just to make it lively. She says that all other kinds are false, and I believe nature. I wish every man and woman on earth was a bloated aristocrat, bloated with virtue. Earthly manufactured aristocrats are made principally out of money. Forty years ago it took about $85,000 to make a good-sized aristocrat and inoculate his family with the same disease, but it takes now about 600000 to throw the parties into fits. Aristocracy, like the other bread stuffs, has riz. It don't take any more virtue to make an aristocrat now, nor clothes, than it did in the days of Abraham. Virtue don't vary. Virtue is a standard of values. Clothes ain't. Titles ain't. A man can go barefoot and be virtuous and be an aristocrat. Diagonese was an aristocrat. His brown stun front was a tub, and it went on end at that. Moneyed aristocracy is very good to live on in the present high condition of codfish and wearing apparel, provided you see the money, but if the money kind of ties out and don't reach you, and you don't get anything but the aristocracy, you had got to diet, that's all. I know of thousands who are now dieting an aristocracy. They say it tastes good. I presume they lie without knowing it. Not any of this sort of aristocracy for Joshua Billings. I never should think of mixing money and aristocracy together. I will take mine separate, if you please. I don't never expect to be an aristocrat nor an angel. I don't know as I want to be one. I certainly should make a miserable angel. I certainly never shall have money enough to make an aristocrat. Raising aristocrats is a dreadful poor business. You don't never get your seed back. One Democrat is worth more to the world than 60,000 manufactured aristocrats. An American aristocrat is the most ridiculous thing in the market. They are generally ashamed of their ancestors, and if they have any, and live long enough, they generally have cause to be ashamed of their posterity. I know several families in America who are trying to live on their aristocracy. The money and brains give out some time ago. It is hard scratching for them. You can warm up cold potatoes and live on them, but you can't warm up aristocratic pride and get even a smell. You might as well undertake to raise a crop of corn in a deserted brickyard by manuring the ground heavy with tan bark. 
Young man, set down and keep still. You'll have plenty of chances yet to make a fool of yourself before you die. End of Natural and Unnatural Aristocrats It is told of an old Baptist parson, famous in Virginia, that he once visited a plantation where the colored servant who met him at the gate asked which barn he would have his horse put in. Have you two barns? asked the minister. Yes, sir, replied the servant. Dar's the old barn, and Master Wales has just built a new one. Where do you usually put the horses of clergymen who come to see your master? Well, sir, if they's Methodists or Baptists, we generally put them in the old barn, but if they's Episcopals, we put them in the new one. Well, Bob, you can put my horse in the new barn. I'm a Baptist, but my horse is an Episcopalian. End of section 33. Recording by Joe Sela.